And so if you're listening to this, my gosh, do we all have an opportunity to take what we know, to take what we've learned and to do something with it and trust that you will have your own back, trust that you will be able to sort it out, trust that you will have and find the resources because you already have everything that you need to deal with what may come. And I hope that you remind yourself of that when things get rocky, when the road becomes scary, when you can't see one foot in front of the other and you have no idea if you're going the wrong way or the right way, or if there is a way forward. I hope that you remember that this life is meant to be lived every day, every moment, and that it's yours for the taking. You're listening to the Purpose Filter Podcast, the show that shares deathbed wisdom and actionable strategies to help you live healthier, happier, and more fulfilled. I am your host, hospice and palliative care doctor, certified coach and hypnotist, and champion of you living your best life possible during your time here on earth, Dr. Louis Kathy Zhang. This week, we're talking about how to tune into your inner voice, your inner wisdom. You want to call it intuition. You want to call it your gut feelings. Whatever it is, we're going to help you quiet down the external noise and amplify what is within so that you can learn to trust yourself, so that you can know when things feel right and things don't, and to help you blur that boundary between conscious and subconscious and unconscious so that you feel like you're on the right path so that you no longer feel stuck and you know which way is forward. It's going to be a good one. Take a listen. Alrighty. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Purpose Filter Podcast. Hope you are doing great today. We are talking about reconnecting or dialing into your inner voice, your inner wisdom, your intuition, however you want to call it. That's what we're talking about this week. And it's coming up today because I have noticed with my coaching clients that a lot of people feel, let's say, stuck. They feel like they don't know what to do next. They find it hard to figure out what the next step is. And I always like to say my clients already have the answers, always. I 1000% believe that you already have the answers within you. Sometimes we just need to quiet down the external noise, amplify what's inside, maybe have a guide, maybe have someone ask us the right questions or see something in a different way. So that is what we're going to talk about a little bit today. And look, I know that there are a lot of you out there who are very intelligent, very rational, very left-brained, logical, scientific, all of this stuff. And you may find it a little bit hard to relate to the rest of this episode. And I also bet that in your life, you've probably had situations in the past where you, let's say, meet someone new and you're just like, you know what? I can't quite put my finger on it, but I just don't like them. You know that feeling, right? And then later you find out that you were right. They were doing some shady business or they're a mean person or they're just a terrible partner to your friend, whatever it is. And you feel really vindicated, but you had no real logical reasoning that supported 
your feelings to begin with. Or maybe you are trying to find a new place, you're out away from your home, you are lost and you just have a hunch. You're like, you know what, I think the restaurant is that way. Or I think the gas station is that way. And then you just go that way, not having, again, any evidence. And then you turn out to be right. And maybe you have a friend who this always happens. They just follow their gut. They just listen to their intuition. And they might be your little kind of like out there friend who's a little bit weird and believes in kind of things that may not seem very based in science. And it turns out that they're right for some reason. And I see this all the time, too, when it comes to patients in the hospital, right? People who knew that they were sick before the doctors did. They're just like, no, something is off. I can just feel it. I can't quite explain it, but something is off. Or I've met people and I've talked to people, interviewed people, even on this podcast, who suspected, let's say, their partner was unfaithful, but were being gaslit by their partner. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm not doing anything. It's you. You're thinking something wrong. And so they disregarded that inner voice or people who've had, let's say, a gut feeling for years that they should do something different than the work that they're doing or they should move in a different direction in their life. And it's not until the voice continues to hound and shout at you because the pain of being miserable and feeling like your life is unfulfilled is too much. Only until then do people act upon it. And and I'm mentioning this because a lot of times the rational brain tries to make sense of things like, oh, you know, my spouse is late because there's another work project, but your unconscious is saying, oh, no, maybe it's because they're stupid their secretary, right? <laughs> and I'm laughing not because we should laugh about affairs, but more so about the fact that I use the word stupid. And so this episode, I really want us to explore what it means to listen to our inner voice. And you can think of our inner voice as our subconscious or our unconscious mind. And 95% of our brain, our thinking, is not conscious. And we know that based on neurons and science that, let's say, our brains have 86 billion, with a B, neurons in the brain, right? They're the latest estimates for, let's say, in comparison, the number of stars in the Milky Way is somewhere between 200 and 400 billion, just to give you a sense of how immense 86 billion neurons is. And then it's not just the brain, it's not just the nervous system. We have an enteric nervous system in our gut. That's 100 million neurons, roughly. There's cardiac neurons, about 40,000. And so for a lot of people will say, and this is something that I do with my clients if I get them into hypnosis and get them into basically a relaxed state, is we ask our brain, our heart, our gut, and you might be thinking like, okay, maybe you'll pause this and be like, you know what? I'm going to ask my brain, my gut, and my heart. And then you might not get anything because you may not be in the state that you need to be in order to access this kind of awareness, this kind of inner voice and consciousness. So let's talk about how we can learn how to do this. So the first thing that we need to do is to get quiet. And this basically decreases the cognitive load on the brain. 
tell me if this has ever happened to you. You're driving, you're looking for like an address of a place that you're supposed to go, your destination. And you're looking around and you're looking around, you can't quite find it. And you're like, you know what? I have to just turn off the radio. You turn it off and then you can concentrate and you find the place. It's the same thing when you are trying to merge onto high-speed traffic. And then you're just like, ah, I can't do this. And you turn off the stereo or the music or let's say podcast. And it's the same thing. Your brain needs to be able to focus. Your brain needs to have a decreased cognitive load in order to be able to focus. And they actually did a small study in Sweden. They had two groups, one who had to do an easy visual task and the second one that had to do a more challenging visual task. And they were all listening to audio of random sounds and they were all instructed to ignore it. And then the MRI actually showed that when participants concentrated on a visual task, there was a decrease in the responsiveness of the auditory nerves. So basically our brains were turning down the volume so that they could focus on the visual task. And so how does this relate to our real lives? There is so much noise coming in from everywhere, from social media, from the news, from your friends, from your family, people telling you what they think, etc. And so one of the things is to actually decrease the amount of stimuli, the amount of input coming in from the external world. And so you could go somewhere quiet, spend time in nature. You could do a technology or a social media fast, just take a break from it and spend some alone time so you get to know, you get reacquainted with the thoughts in your head and the inner voice that's trying to tell you things that your rational brain may not quite comprehend. And then at the same time, what you're doing is you're going to amplify your inner voice. And amplification can come in many different ways, one of which could be meditation, journaling, one thing you could do is a walking meditation some or any kind of activity where you get into flow. And so that decreases the resistance or the barrier between your conscious brain and your unconscious brain so that you can tap into that. And here's an exercise that you can try. I want you to think about something that you know about yourself like without a shadow of a doubt. So let's say for me, I'll be like, you know what? I am a podcaster. I have a podcast that is absolutely 1000% true, right? And then let's pick another statement that is absolutely 100% untrue about you. And so in comparison, let's say the second thing, pick something that is absolutely, totally untrue about you. And then, you know, let's just say for me, I'll say, you know what? I'm a Nobel Prize winning astronaut. Absolutely untrue, right? And so, as you're saying these statements, whatever you choose, just try to tune into your body and you can close your eyes because cutting off the visual stimulation from your brain helps you decrease the cognitive load like we talked about, dramatically so. And so if you close your eyes, if it's safe for you to do so, obviously if you're driving, don't do that, please. And then feel into your body and just there's a subtle, subtle feeling for many of you where it's like, okay, I'm a podcaster. Does that feel right? Like, yeah, for me and my body, yeah, that feels somewhere in my chest. It just feels like a bit of a grounded sensation. Yes, that's totally true. I am a Nobel Prize winning astronaut. That grounded feeling for me, and it may be different for you, but that grounded feeling that I just had saying the first statement, which I know to be true, doesn't exist. 
it's almost like it's not grounded at, I'm just telling, I'll just tell you this in real time. It is not grounded. It feels a little light and it also feels a little anxiety provoking, probably because I know it's not true. And for you, if you're not used to doing this, you may feel a very subtle difference. You may not feel anything, or maybe you think that you don't because your brain is like, of course, that's not true. And it's harder to tap into what our body is feeling. And that's something that you can work on because the more connected that we are to our bodies, the easier it is for us to be able to tap into these, let's say your intuition or your gut feeling or your subconscious or unconscious mind. Here's another exercise that you can do to tap into your own intuition and your own feelings. I want you to think back to a time when you had just some sort of gut feeling and it turned out that you were right. Whether you met someone and you're just like, "Mm, I didn't like them, or you had just some feeling about a situation and it turned out that you were right. I want you to really bring that up in detail. Just what were you wearing? Where were you? When was it? Who was around you? What were you hearing? And really step into that moment and then check in with your body and see what was I feeling at the time? If you really try, you will notice something within you. You will notice a feeling. You will notice something small in your body. And that can give you a sense that in the future, if and when you do feel that again, that that is coming from your subconscious, your unconscious, because it is processing everything around you at a different level, in a different way than your conscious rational brain is processing. Okay, so now that you have that, here is where it gets a little bit fun. Once you get a sense of what that feels like, the difference between those two statements, try then telling yourself different things. You can test it out. I am happy. I am fulfilled in my career. I am fulfilled in my relationship. My job has meaning. I know my life's purpose. I am living my life's purpose. Just say some statements and play around and really ask yourself and really tune into your body and see how you feel. There are some caveats here. I want you to watch out when you use adjectives, especially if you're prone to, let's say, imposter syndrome, right? If you're saying, I'm a parent versus I'm a good parent, good, quote unquote, is subjective. You may be actually an incredible parent, but not feel like you're a good parent in your eyes, in your own rubric of what good parent looks like. And so when you're using these statements, watch out for when you're using an adjective, because then that might skew your feelings, your intuition. I would rather you just say a statement without any qualifiers, like I'm a good person, I'm a bad person, or any of that stuff, because that's going to mess with your feelings and your body sensations, especially if you're not used to it. Because there's a difference between knowing something and then also having fear or anxiety about it. A lot of people will tell me like, oh, you know, my intuition is all off because I used to think that this thing would happen and I thought it was going to happen like so, I was so sure, and then it didn't. And a lot of times what happens is that intuition was actually fear. 
It was worry. It was anxiety. Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, this is totally going to happen. My family member is just going to go off and they're going to get in the car and they're going to drive cross country on this big vacation. They're going to get into a terrible car accident and that it didn't happen. And you're like, oh no, my intuition is messed up. That was not intuition. That was you scaring the shit out of yourself because you love someone so much that you are catastrophizing the situation. That is a big difference, okay? So why am I sharing this? And again, I know this episode and these exercises may feel a little weird, a little wonky for those of you who are more of the thinking type rather than the feeling type. And again, it is easier for some people to wrap their heads around this. And I've seen this with my clients. Some clients are so keen to just like drop right in and be, and I'll ask them, what are you feeling? What are you feeling? Oh yeah, I feel this in my body and that sort of thing. And others are just like, I don't feel anything. And when we work on it, those clients actually are people who do want to feel more. They do want to be connected more with their body. And when they do, they feel so good. And look, one of the reasons why I'm sharing this with you is because I have made so many mistakes in my life, not trusting myself, not trusting my intuition, not trusting that uh, that weird gut feeling that I had inside that I just couldn't quite explain, but I felt it. Like I have dated guys who I knew were not good for me, and then they ended up treating me poorly. One ended up cheating on me at the end. I once had someone who came to my door knocked on my door, rang my doorbell, asked for help with money to go back home. He like showed me his, his ID and his address. And he was like, oh, I need to go to this place. I just need some cab money. But the ID address was someone was in another borough. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. But I was very young and I was just like, okay, sure. Here, I'll go get you some money. And I was incredibly lucky that nothing bad, knock on wood, happened to me and that this person was just a scam artist. It could have ended much, much worse. Okay. But at the time I was like, oh, something about this doesn't feel right. But I disregarded it. My husband once had terrible chest pain that landed him in the emergency room. And I had a sense and I was just like, no, you know what? I think it is this diagnosis. And his cardiologist was like, no, it's not. It's not. And he kept going. And I was like, no, you know, I really think it's this diagnosis. And I think you should take this medicine. He was like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Months later, my husband had a potentially very life-threatening situation and needed to have fluid drained from the sac around his heart. And that entire time, I was like, you know what? I just, I just feel like something is wrong. I've been consulted for patients where the team was like, you know what, this patient we think is having an exaggerated response to pain because she'll like pass out when she has pain. And I went to see her and I was like, ah, guys, I really don't think this is pain. This is definitely something else. And they kept telling me, no, it is pain. It's pain. And I was like, no, I think she's having seizures because of the mass effect from her brain tumor in her skull is pressing down on everything else and causing her to have seizures. And she's probably going to die. And that did not get translated. And I think about that patient every single day. Like, had I been more vocal about what my intuition was, what my gut feeling was, what I knew to be true, would that have made a difference? I don't know, but I think about it a lot. 
And I'll just share this one thing with you. It took me four years to leave my previous job in hospital medicine to go into palliative care. And it is one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. I imagine that there is something in you, some little voice, or maybe by now it has gotten to be a big fucking voice that is shouting at you. Whatever that is, I hope that you will at least allow yourself to explore and to listen to what that voice is trying to tell you. And yeah, sometimes that voice is going to tell you something that you really do not want to hear. It's going to urge you to write that book or to ask out that coworker you keep having flirty exchanges with or to leave your partner or to find a new job or to move to a totally brand new location because you're just like, I have to go there. There's something calling me. And look, whether you want to hear this or not, whether you like to hear it or not, let me be the one to remind you that this life of yours, as you know it, is going to end at some point. I don't want it to end for you. I don't want it to end for me. But we all know that it happens. I have patients right now who are 19, who are 30 with terrible cancer. I had someone last week who died who was like, 46, okay? And just leaving behind so many unanswered questions, unfulfilled dreams, conversations that they will never have again, and a life that they will not be able to see through. Intuition that they will never be able to access again in the way that we know it in this physical life and form. And so, if you're listening to this, my gosh, do we all have an opportunity to take what we know, to take what we've learned, and to do something with it instead of just languishing around and trying to just make it through another day. And sometimes that's the best we can do and that's okay. And there are moments when we can just take life by the horns and just go for it, you know, and trust that you will have your own back, trust that you will be able to sort it out, trust that you will have and find the resources because you already have everything that you need to deal with what may come. And I hope that you remind yourself of that when things get rocky, when the road becomes scary, when you can't see one foot in front of the other and you have no idea if you're going the wrong way or the right way, or if there is a way forward. I hope that you remember that this life is meant to be lived every day, every moment, and that it's yours for the taking. So there you have it. I hope that this gives you a sense of how to tune into your intuition. And this is not meant to be an exhaustive guide. It is merely meant to be a drop in the bucket. If you want to explore more, if you want to figure out how you can do this for yourself, this is exactly what I do with my clients when 
We work together for coaching, for trance, for hypnosis, to really get you to listen and hear yourself and the answers that you already have within yourself. It is so, so cool to watch what you come up with because I don't have the answers. It's all you. And so if that's interesting to you, I have room right now for three one-on-one clients and let's do this, okay? There's a link in the show notes that you can just send in your name and email address. And that is all that we need to start. I'm sorry if I yelled at you a little bit at the end. I just feel so passionate about all of us being able to soak up as much as we can and get as many experiences as we can out of this one life of ours. And I hope that you will take that to heart and know that it comes from a place of wonderful good intentions, even if sometimes it's delivered with a little bit of sassiness, as we like to say. As always, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to share and follow this podcast, leave a rating, write a review, tell your friends, and as always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other.